Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, innovative technology in Northeastern Ohio, including COVID home testing kits, robot sports, and really, really, really recyclable plastic. All this and more coming up. Everybody knows plastic can be recycled, but did you know that once it happens, the plastic that comes out on the other end of the process just isn't as good and as strong as the original. It can be used, but it's less versatile and valuable. Until now, as University of Akron Polymer Science Assistant Professor Junpen Wong has developed a new way to break plastic down into its key elements, which can then be reassembled indefinitely without degrading. This way we can remake the plastics. The material is not wasted. It also addresses the problem of plastic waste accumulation. So, so the uniqueness of our material is that it can undergo chemical recycling, which forms the original material. I also want to add that our system not only applies to plastics, it also applies to the rubber. In Cleveland, the Magnet Nonprofit Manufacturing Consulting Group recently put out what they're calling a blueprint for manufacturing success in our area. President and CEO Ethan Carp. It drives half of our economy, and it is the past, present, and will be our future if we do the four things that over hundreds of interviews, we outline in the blueprint through stories that we need to do. That is, focusing on innovation of new products to put out in the world, focusing on talent, because there's huge shortages. We gotta figure out how to get people excited about good paying manufacturing careers and into them. Technology, there's an entire wave of technology out there that many manufacturers aren't aware of. And our community maybe doesn't understand how technology-driven manufacturing is. And then leadership. And that's leadership at our regional level to work together to help our 10,000 manufacturers that drive half the economy. But also it's at the individual company level making those risky investments that they might not know about. So the blueprint is meant to bring these issues up, have people get inspired not fear, but inspired that we really can have a thriving manufacturing sector and lead the world in advanced manufacturing. So it sounds like to me that there's a labor shortage, and I'm wondering if there's a way to, like you said, you want to inspire leadership, but you want to inspire young people to recognize that there are good-paying opportunities in manufacturing and that there actually is technology involved that might make them more interested in it, right? Absolutely. Inspiring people who are young, but also those that are looking for a career change or don't have a job or don't have a good-paying job, all of these things have to be done. And it is by recognizing that manufacturing jobs are careers. They're not these dead-end jobs you just go to and make the same amount of money moving boxes all day long. They're careers. They often involve technology and programming and working with multimillion-dollar machines. Literally, in Northeast Ohio, we make pieces and parts that go into everything in the world. 
literally that run the world. And when people understand that that's what they can be a part of and get paid well over an entire career to do that, that's where we need to help bring that awareness to everyone. Speaking of manufacturing, it's going to be increasingly automated with more sophisticated robots working side-by-side with humans. That's the word from Boston Dynamics CEO Robert Plater. Boston Dynamics, you may recall, is the innovative company that makes the dancing, jumping, and gyrating robots you may have seen lately on YouTube and on TV. CBS's Anderson Cooper did a big story on them this week on 60 Minutes. Here's a brief clip from that interview. This generation of robots is going to be different. They're going to work amongst us. They're going to work next to us in ways where we help them, but they also take some of the burden from us. The more robots are integrated into the workforce, the more jobs would be taken away. At the same time, you're creating a new industry. We envision a job we we like to call the robot wrangler. He'll launch and manage five to 10 robots at a time and sort of, uh, keep them all working. Closer to home, there was a big youth robotics tournament in Akron, and we talked about it with Nathan Starrett, who is the director of the nonprofit organization that put it together, KSS Robotics. We run two major programs. One is for high school age, for grades 7 through 12. It's called First Tech Challenge, and those teams build a, from custom parts, but defined electronics robot to complete season-specific tasks. This year, those tasks are shooting rings, and they compete head-to-head against other teams for most points, wins, trophies, and whatnot. The other program we run teams for is called First Lego League, and those teams build a fully autonomous Lego robot, and we'll have a field and some demo robots showing how that program works so that people attending can see. And that's for youth in grades four through eight. Okay, so I'm sitting here and I'm imagining a life-size Terminator-sized robot. That's probably not it, though. What do they look like? The high school robots have wheels. They look like a bomb-diffusing robot, except a little bit smaller. So they have arms to grab things and drive around on four wheels. The robots have what's called mechanum wheels, which are interesting to watch because the robots can move in any direction. They can kind of slide sideways on the roller wheels. And then they have arms to pick up pieces on the field and move them around. And they're about the size of a small dog. Do the kids build them in school? Is that how it works? Or is this stuff they put together in their garage? It's a mix. Some of the teams attending will be from schools, and then some of the teams work out of the garage. The teams we run, we run a nonprofit, and so we have kind of like a maker space where the teams come and build robots. What do you think is the biggest benefit for them to learn robotic technology? It's applying some of the things they learned in the classroom, and it's accountability with deadlines. We attract a lot of students who want to be engineers or want to understand what it's like being an engineer or think they might want to be an engineer or like math and science, and it gives them a chance to apply that and have the experience of, in most ways, participating in a sport to have consequences with building. It takes the classroom knowledge and applies it to a project or a competition-like environment. For other students, the biggest win is feel like they can succeed at engineering. It's an opportunity for people who aren't confident in their STEM ability, don't believe that they could grow up and build robots to prove to themselves that, yes, this is something I can learn to do and I can grow up to be an engineer. 
And after a week of nothing but worrisome headlines about how the Delta variant is causing COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths to skyrocket nationwide, word today about a Northeast Ohio company that might just be able to help us better deal with all of that and more. Ohio Development Services Agency Director Lydia Mahalik talked to us about the company that won the state's most recent Tech Ohio Startup Creativity Challenge. Identify Sensors, which is a really exciting startup company that is developing a very groundbreaking at-home device that actually tests for COVID-19 and so much more. And quite frankly, it's the next in a very long line of Ohio innovations that are changing the world for the better. Is that some kind of like a little electronic sensor that you can use or (laughs) is it a a home testing kit? Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, they're a company uh, that really took advantage of an opportunity during a time of crisis and really pivoted and turned and utilized their technology to be able to help people really deal with something. And it rose above several incredible, dynamic, life-changing innovations that were submitted for this Tech Ohio Creativity Challenge. And we're excited to say they were submitted right there from Northeast Ohio. So I'm looking on their website now, and apparently it can check for things like the flu, hep C, Lyme, HIV, and MRSA. I mean, that's pretty amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it just we highlight the COVID-19 component, but yeah, it's not just the COVID-19 virus. There are so many more applications and they are a really, really cool and innovative company. And we're super proud that they're our winner. That was Ohio Development Services Agency Director Lydia Mahalik. Thanks for listening. And remember, this program is also available on our website, wakr.net, as well as a number of podcast platforms, including Apple, Android, Spotify, and Stitcher. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590 WAKR and WAKR.net.